Good evening. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are on this beautiful planet. I am here with another trigger-proof transmission coming at you from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. It is great to be here. I haven't been on this platform in a pretty long time. I must admit, uh, when I got this message from uh, one of the members of the trigger-proof community said, hey, why did you do a Telegram? Why didn't you do another Facebook Live? I realized it had been a week. And over the last year, when I started this Facebook group, if you're new, welcome. Uh, over the last year that I started doing these transmissions, I was going like twice a day but things have gotten super duper hectic uh, in my life. I have a son and uh, a lot of my free time is now kind of shifting. I'm working, I'm finding myself wanting to hustle less, wanting to work less, wanting to make my um, myself available externally less and really focus on building this secure attachment that I have at home. You know, this is exactly why I'm doing this work is because I'm here uh, simply because of the fact that I want to make my son's life, uh, my life experience the most secure and stable that it could possibly be. And if you're new to this community, welcome. My name is Dr. Nima Romani. And what we do here is we help people who are stuck in repetitive patterns in their relationships, whether they are married and divorcing, single and wanting to get back in the game. This whole limbo in relationship anxiety is a very common one. Having people ask the question, should I stay or go? And um, this was a big thing for me growing, not growing up, but in the last 10 years, I have been riddled with the question, should I stay or go? It never felt uh, like I could really understand what a secure relationship felt like. This was just me in my own personal life, working as a chiropractor, going through a divorce, understanding this kind of connection between mind and body and seeing patterns with my patients coming in with stress-related problems. And nine times out of 10, it was at the hands of a relationship conflict, a conflict that wasn't repaired properly, wasn't repaired properly because people, we just aren't armored. We just aren't armed with the tools to be able to create win-wins and change a framework around in a conflict. Um, so these conflicts cause these little misattunements, what we call ruptures or misattunements, which actually affect our well-being. Why am I talking about this as a chiropractor? Is because for 20 years, I would see people coming in with stress-related problems at the hands of a conflict that was ripped apart and not repaired. Because if you were anything like me growing up, a lot of arguments, a lot of conflict, repair wasn't done properly. Repair was kind of glossed over. There was no conversation about it. There was a great deal of shame. So little did I know that my experiences growing up shaped the neurological foundation of my brain and my body, and it impacted the way that I did relationships. And it wasn't until one divorce and about a string of about eight or nine failed relationships later, <coughs> excuse me, where I really wanted to understand and demystify this concept of a secure relationship because I didn't know what it was like. I didn't know what it felt like. Every relationship that I was ever in was codependent, which there was some sort of a neediness on one another, um, a using of one another, a transactional basis, which is how I did relationships for good reason. That's how relationships were done to me. Let me know if this is resonating with you at all. So I put down all of the things and distractions that had me um, trying to compensate for this unworthiness, this undesirability or insignificance that was happening in my life. And I went all in with really trying to understand how to create a secure relationship. 
And I got it. I figured it out. It was a, um, a huge revelation for me. I had to have a wake-up call. Let me know if you understand this concept of a wake-up call. Take a moment and ask yourself, what's the wake-up call? Maybe even write it in the comment section. I would love to see. What's the wake-up call that had you wanting to explore this community, this type of work? Clearly, you are on a healing journey of some sort. That's why we're here. That's why this conversation is happening. This conversation that you're a part of right now is really about guiding people up the mountain because it's a climb towards healing. And so usually that happens with a wake-up call. There's a divorce. There's an infidelity. If I can share with you some of the challenges that my clients are uh, that reach out to, to, to us with, we help them kind of go from this challenging state of being going through a divorce, uh, infidelity, there's abusive situations happening, emotional, physical abuse, that kind of thing. There's this sense of powerlessness. There's a sense of resentment. There's a sense of guilt and shame and all sorts of these unresolved emotions. And most of the time, people are doing some form of therapy which is great to have somebody to talk to, going to a counselor, uh, a psychotherapist to really share what's happening. But oftentimes we find that these people uh, in those situations are lacking a few fundamentals. So I wanted to share with you what, number one in this, in this training, what to look for, what to look for as what a secure relationship actually feels like. You can compare it maybe to your experiences and see where you know, you might need some work on that and you, you might need some, uh, some guidance and some help and to really invest in a, a solution of finding it. And then I want to share with you some of the traits, about four or five common traits of the clients that we work with that get these results that are actually able to go from insecure, toxic, codependent, rescuer, whatever whatever you have seen, whatever you have experienced, the people in our community are actually in the midst of going through infidelity, uh, being betrayed, being the one who cheated. We have, it's a really cool container in our community um, where we have those who've been cheated on and those who, you know, did the cheating. And we're all having this conversation of healing, it's a really high level conversation. Now, generally speaking, in the realm of relationships, it's a highly triggering conversation. People don't, people uh, have a lot of unhealed, unresolved trauma, unresolved wounds that we bring to the table in the conversation and they get triggered. And oftentimes people come at me um, calling me victim blamer calling me saying that I'm uh, uh, making it okay for bad behavior. Uh, making abuse okay. None of this is true. But I understand the misperception. It comes from the notion, dare I say it, that we are responsible for creating our life experience. Now, it didn't, it's not your fault. Please understand. I want to distinguish, uh, make the distinction with a disclaimer. I'm not saying it's your fault. However, I'm saying it is your responsibility. None of this is your fault. Let's start with that foundation so that, you know, if you're checking me out here for the very first time and you're just learning about the work we do here, um, it sounds very triggering to, 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 take, to take people through a process that puts them entirely in, into a responsible place to create a secure relationship. Deb says, you've been a lifesaver to me, Deb. It's been so good. I'm so grateful for you that you took the, you had the courage to jump in and invest in yourself and take responsibility. These are some of the traits I'm talking about uh, when I talk about creating a secure relationship. So pay attention. These are what they are. Sarah says divorce and finding myself. I'm avoidant. So it takes time for me to let people in. I don't want to give up my power for me. I'm so interested in the fundamentals. Okay, Sarah, here we go. So first things first, let's talk about 
what a secure relationship feels like. Maybe even take some notes on some of these if any of them are relevant for you. But I made a list here of what to look for because we talk about toxic relationships. We diagnose each other with avoidant and disorganized and anxious attached and, oh, this is what I am. But please understand something. So I want you to write this down. A secure relationship is my birthright. It's, it's a choice. We now understand this to be a choice. If you're willing to do the work, if you have a fixed mindset that says, I'm an anxious attached, that's it. Oh, it's kind of like I have fibromyalgia. Doctor said nothing we can do. My therapist said it's because of your upbringing. Mm, I challenge that. It's really not true. What, we're sh what we've seen is people are able to completely transform. So what does a secure relationship look like and feel like? <coughs> well, first of all, a secure relationship feels predominantly relaxed with your partner most of the time. Myself and my wife, Diana, we're not constantly like in a relaxed place. We have conflict. But if you could just add up a, a week when we are spending time with one another, um, it's relaxed most of the time. Now, granted, we've been together for two years. I've been married for almost a year. This is a work in progress. And I'm, I'm a student of this. I'm not saying that there's a finish line. As our son grows, maybe we have another kid moving. There are life stressors that come up. And how we adapt to those life stressors will impact our level of kind of safety with one another. So I'm saying this with a caveat that, that I'm a work in progress and so are you. There is no finish line. You don't go to a program or a guru or a therapist or a weekend seminar and you literally have, you know, solved your issue. It doesn't work that way. Please write down, I am a work in progress. Being, having a secure relationship involves a consistent, consistent action. Okay. So the second one is ease of flow between being close and in connection to those times being in your own space. So there's a flow in a secure relationship. It's not like scary in an anxious attach. Oh my gosh, they're going away for a day, a weekend. What does that bring up in you? If that brings up a lot of anxiety, then you could be in the anxious attachment style. But in a secure, and you can totally move that into secure if you're willing to do the work I'm going to share with you in just a moment. Um, so there's an ease of flow. You're close in connection. You're apart. You're close in connection. You're apart. And when you get together, it's, it's, it's kind of like a warm thing. It's not like, oh, my God, I'm going to see this person. Ugh. My last relationship, that's how it was. I was like, oh, fuck. I'm coming home from work. Can I just kind of like delay that a little bit? That is what you would see in an avoidant, which is where, where I started off, right? In a secure relationship, when you hit a glitch, it becomes relatively easy for you to apologize and brainstorm a win-win situation or to repair any of the misattunements or what we call ruptures. So, and, and if you don't know this, that's not your fault. I mean, what was, you know, repairing of ruptures like growing up? What was that like for you? So when you have a secure relationship, when you uh, you have a, a, a rupture, you're able to kind of bring it back. You have the skills, you have the tools, uh, you're able to self-regulate, you're able to co-regulate, you're able to do that. Um, and when you're in a secure relationship and you have this general safety and security in your body, there's a basic goodness that you see in other people. You, you have this feeling that people are essentially good at heart. When you are dysregulated, you see danger, you see threat, your threat detection activation is on, you completely don't trust people. It's not your fault, but this is what's happening from an internal standpoint because you don't trust yourself. There's no security within you, so you don't you know trust, right? Secure relationships also um, is when you prioritize keeping your agreements with your partner. In a secure relationship, you honor like the integrity of the agreement. Imagine what that would be like for you. What, how's that in, in terms of comparing to your current relationship? Why is that? Is because you've gotten to a space of security within yourself that you're now like, you won't tolerate 
somebody who doesn't keep their agreements with you. You prioritize yourself over that constant familiar feeling of being betrayed or let down or disappointed, which you'll tolerate because often there's a primitive wound that you haven't, you know, this, your dad or your mom consistently let you down. So you just thought that that was normal. Your physiology is normal, has normalized that. But when you heal your attachment wounds and become more secure, you prioritize keeping your agreements with your partner and you don't, and you don't uh, stand for anything less than that, all right? In a secure relationship as well, you will discover an attempt to meet the needs of your partner. And here's the key, you'll feel comfortable expressing your own needs and receiving their attention and their care. Many times the people that we work with, um, you know, for example, Vanessa that we started working with about in December was going through a divorce. This was her third breakup with this partner. They've been together a few years and this was their third breakup. And she was like, no, no, no. I think this is the one I really want to be sure. Should I stay or go? She jumps in and we start unpacking and healing those old attachment wounds. And she realizes that she was showing up as a rescuer. And the story she was consistently saying is he doesn't do anything for me. I was doing, doing, doing. I was hustling. I was working extra time. He was a deadbeat. I see this quite, we see this quite a bit in the rescuer uh, type of uh, frame where you take this wounded bird and, you know, you fund them. You know, you, you see this a lot, you know, with really successful women uh, who are working and, and hustling and bettering themselves. And then their partner isn't really fitting, fitting the, uh, you know, pulling their weight, but they're persistently going in and digging themselves deeper. And finally she realized, holy shit, I'm, I'm, I'm a rescuer. Oh my gosh. And she was blaming him, but then she realized, oh my gosh, it wasn't actually his fault. It was that I didn't feel worthy and deserving of receiving their attention, their care and being looked after. So when she went and healed those attachment wounds, guess what happened? She let that guy go and found this amazing partner. As she healed her feminine wounds and became the divine feminine through this healing your wounds, through uh, rescuing that, those younger parts of yourself and integrating those parts that were wounded, the divine feminine kind of emerges through you. And guess what? She didn't even have to work for it. The divine masculine literally came into her life very quickly. She was just so committed to the process. She threw away all her excuses and raised what was possible. And she's now, she's ready. Like she's moved on. She texted her ex and said, I've moved on. I found somebody. She even you know, post it up on Facebook. That's where you, you make it official. Right. And, um, she now feels safe to receive. So if you think, Oh, I do, 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 do be open to the possibility that you're pushing a secure relationship away, not because they're not willing to give, but possibly because you have a story or a very deep sense of unworthiness that makes it impossible to receive because you push love away and none of that's your fault. But the good news is it can be healed. A secure relationship also feels like you're actively protecting your partner, one another. You just hold each other's safety as a very high um, priority. You want to protect each other from harm, vice versa. It really feels great. You know, like I get attacked a lot doing what I do. And when my wife sees it, she's like, Rawr! you know, just, I, it just feels so cool to see how she's so protective of me. And then uh, of course I'm the same with her. Um, it's a really great feeling when you have a secure relationship, you can take on more in the world because you feel safer at, uh, you know, on lockdown. You have home, you, have, you feel safe in lockdown because you feel great connected with that person. You know, I just remember being in lockdown going, man, am I ever glad that I'm in a secure relationship? 
coronavirus has really exposed the people, you know, it, it's exposed the truth. If you have a secure relationship, coronavirus has made your relationship even stronger. If there were challenges underneath the hood, coronavirus has now really bubbled them to the surface. And it's now, sorry, we're faced with, you know, the reality of actually, you know, dealing with and solving that problem. So a secure relationship also is like you trust your partner to be a safe haven for you. It's like something really great happens. You want to tell that person something really shitty happens. You want to tell that person. And it's just this, there's this emotional safety. There's psychological safety to express yourself. And the other person feels the same with you. That's what a secure relationship feels like. And it's so rare, but I'm telling you, it's your birthright. It's what's possible for you. Um, a secure relationship happens when you look at your partner with kindness and caring, you know, and they, you know, vice versa. And you actually look forward to spending time together. It's so nice when you, and you don't actually have to be doing anything. You know, there's just this presence with one another. Sometimes I'm sitting there, I look over and Diana's looking at me and smiling and I'm just like, wow, I could actually feel a sense of love coming this way. And sometimes she'll catch me smiling at her. And it's a deep sense of ad mutual admiration for one another because of, you know, because of who they're being, you know, you're just impressed with the person because of the, the way they, they, they react to things, their outlook on life. Um, it's a really great uh, experience that I never had before. I never had the experience of really admiring the person that I'm with. But when you're in a secure relationship, there's this mutual admiration for one another. <coughs> so, yeah, those are what secure relationships actually feel like. And it is so rare, isn't it? That's why I wanted to share this with you. I wanted you to see what's possible. now. Here are the traits of the people who actually achieve that. So Vanessa was one of them. The trait that, that I just shared, who went from a situation where completely in a toxic relationship where she's the rescuer to within weeks, eight weeks of doing the work, she was coachable, she was committed, she invested in this. She realized, holy shit, I'm 42 and I've been able to crush it in every area of my life, but i I rescue people. I have to pay staff. I have friends. And she realized that her life was very transactional. And so I was, she heard my story and she's like, wow, you're just mimicking my story. I said, exactly. So as we worked with her, she was able to dismantle those wounds and the reason why she showed up as the rescuer. So there are certain traits, four, five traits, four or five traits that you must adopt in order to create a secure relationship. It's as simple as this. It's not going to happen uh, with just Pollyanna and just, oh, sorry, you know, I, I'm so grateful that we have people who are Muslims, Christians, uh, Baha'is, people of all faiths. But you can't just say, turn it to the Lord. That's a way of avoiding, that's a bypass. That's what we call spiritual bypass. Okay, here's the thing. If you First of all, I don't want to I want to start off by saying none of this is your fault, okay? Because you probably didn't have role models for a secure relationship. The list that I just gave you was probably very foreign to you. You probably have never known anybody. How many people do you know with that kind of relationship? Do you have a relationship role model to look up to? What was your role model to look up, look up to? So if it wasn't if you're not living that reality yet, please don't beat yourself up. You can actually change this. This is what this entire community is all about. All the trainings that we have, everything you invest, every, every dollar that you invest towards uh, your trainings here is moving you closer to a secure relationship. That's my commitment to it. And you, you got to have some support. You have to invest in something that's valuable. There's a lot of self-work to do. Yes, it's just that there's certain blind spots you can't see. And so that's the first blind spot is number one is you might be living with a fixed mindset rather than a, an open kind of 
fixed mindset, growth mindset is what they, Carol Dweck calls it. You must adopt a growth mindset and raise what's possible. That's number one. Please write that one down. Okay. He bottled, he bolted after eight years together. I should have done it sooner. Yes, exactly. Leah, I see what you said. Uh, this is, you flipped the script. Exactly. You, you, you know, he felt he probably, and I'm not blaming you for it. This is just your own past woundings and traumas. If you didn't uh, tell the truth of who you were, then you flip the script. It's kind of like a bait and switch that he was, uh, that he was experiencing. It was a, it's a bait and switch. It's like, you're hiding your truth so that they won't leave. Now the truth comes out and he's like, well, why, you know, I, that's not what I signed up for. And the question you want to really answer Leah is what are the wounds, the unaddressed wounds that had me showing up, hiding my truth, not asking for what I needed in the first place. That's not his fault. And that's not even your fault. It's just you haven't yet learned the skills. And you can't learn the skills from a podcast or a Facebook Live video. That's the key. You know, I've read all these books. People say this. I've read all these books. I'm still. Yes, I know, because you have blind spots. Blind spot number one is that you probably live with a, uh, you don't live, you live with a fixed mindset. You basically feel that this is the way that it was. And this is the way that it always be, always should be because that's the way it is. And I can't change. I don't know anybody around. That's a fixed mindset. You must, number one, the, the clients who have transformed this raised what's possible. You must raise what's possible. So what does that mean? Raise what's possible. You might even want to take notes on this. Number one, you got to be humble to the fact and admit that you don't know. And it's a skill, right? It's a skill that you learned from your parents. So if you didn't take the time to get the training and learning the skills and understanding the frameworks of how to create win-win situations, how to become trigger-proof, <laughs> if you didn't learn that, then just be humble enough to admit that. That's what happened to me three years ago. I was like, all right, there's something I'm missing here. I'm 43 years old and I haven't been able to create a secure relationship. It's always been the same codependent patterns. What am I going to do? And I don't recommend you do this. I moved in with my parents at the age of 43. I put my condo, this is my condo. I put it up on Airbnb and I moved in with them to heal my attachment wounds. Uh, you know, it was, I had a Baha'i upbringing. I was a Sunday school teacher, very religious. Uh, so there was this kind of dualistic nature within me. I had a shadow that wanted to express itself, but my light or my, you know, perception of what should be was framed under this, you should be good, right? So there's this kind of persistent self-abandonment that I felt that I had to do in order to get along and, and to, to feel worthy, right? And so that fucks with us. That fucks with our relationships. Uh, it caused me to show up being kind of performative, you know, uh, transactional, trying to say or whatever just to get approval. And so that comes from a place of a deep sense of insignificance, unworthiness. And this is our responsibility, right? So number one, you must stretch what's possible. Number two, you got to be humble, admit that you don't, that you don't know. You have to also join a community so that you can see that you're not alone in this. A lot of times people walk around with an internal felt sense that, they're hopeless. You know, I, I mean, Leah, uh, I remember you reaching out and we had a conversation and it's just, just this deep sense of hopelessness. When you're kind of isolated by yourself, maybe doing therapy one-on-one -on -one or just reading books and stuff, you're so isolated. But when you're in a community of people and you share what's happening internally or you listen to other people sharing, you realize, holy crap, this internal experience, I'm not alone. It's actually quite normal. And seeing these other people have the same experience yet have a different possibility go from impossible to possible actually makes it more possible for me you've been listening to the trigger proof podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world which is nervous system regulation 
becoming trigger-proof doesn't mean trigger-less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the Overview Experience. And a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. So you must actually invest in a group that's in a different possibility instead of what you've been hanging out with currently, your friends, your family, if they're not engaged in a higher level conversation of possibility, chances are you're going to go in and your mindset will be fixed alongside of them. You must upgrade the conversation of possibility. And when you see other people working through the same shit that you got, it gives you hope. So the first part, uh, the first trait that I saw that we see in people who have gone from insecure to secure is that you got to raise what's possible with a growth mindset. Number two, you must clear the misunderstandings that you have about life. What do I mean by that? Let me say that again. You must clear the misunderstandings that we all carry about life. Misunderstandings about ourselves, about what our values are, what's true for us, uh, the, the perceptions that we should be a certain way. We should adopt with what our parents are, are, are living. We should live according to external validation. There are certain misunderstandings that we are unconsciously walking around when in terms of ourselves and in terms of other people that cause us to get triggered. Okay, let me give you an example of what this means. If I live with the misunderstanding that everyone should adopt my values and see things my way in the realm of relationships. What happens when I meet you and you have a completely different point of view that's contrary to mine? What happens is when I hear your, comp your contradictory view, but I'm living with the misunderstanding that everyone should have the same values, I get triggered and the meaning that I make out of that misunderstanding is that I'm rejected, I'm not enough, I completely get triggered, and then I attack back or defend myself, right? So we try to use these tactics to try to get people to do what we want, you know, um, how to communication tactics and all that. But if we have a foundational context that's flawed, that's a misunderstanding about human behavior, that other people should see things my way, that I should see things like my parents do or like these people do, or that everyone should agree with me, or that I should always be positive all the time. We are carrying around seven, around seven misunderstandings about ourselves and the world that are causing this massive um, uh, context that has us feeling unworthy. Now, as long as we live with these contexts, these frameworks about life, about ourselves, about other people, we're going to get into any relationship with these contexts and the content will be the same. It will be this toxic dynamic of victim, perpetrator, victim, perpetrator, victim, perpetrator, really not getting how the whole drama triangle works of victim, perpetrator, and hero. But when you get the context right, 
and you understand that you're not the victim, you're not the perpetrator, you're not the hero, you're actually all three of them combined. And when you really see it from a big picture perspective and you shift those misunderstandings about conflict, about how you your nervous system should behave given its stress, about your unconscious woundings, all of a sudden your misunderstandings completely shift. You now are able to see other people for who they are rather than projecting an expectation on them. Your conflict dissolves. You don't get as triggered. You're able to repair after a trigger because you're able to check the framework out and say, ah, oh, okay, I see where I, I see where I was misunderstanding the situation. Take full ownership, dissolve the conflict and grow through each trigger, connect through each conflict. This is exactly what happened with Jason. He, he reached out to me after being married only seven months saying we're getting a divorce it's an abusive situation uh there's no turning back they were physically he was physically abusive and interestingly enough as we went in and really identified this had happened to him before when he unpacked this and understood this got a deep sense of uh, of clearing his misunderstanding of life in other words one of his misunderstandings were if my values and her values co contradict one another, it means I'm rejected. When he saw that that wasn't true and he cleared that misunderstanding, it was mind blowing for him when he saw that he could dismantle conflict. And instead of seeing her as his perpetrator, which is what he saw, he realized he was playing the victim. She was playing the perpetrator, but then he saw how he was also perpetrating her. His mind just blew. All of a sudden, his context completely changed, which is the foundational premise of which he believed a relationship should be, which is what we're all born into, these fundamental misunderstandings. All of a sudden... On his one year anniversary, he put posted a message saying, we're back together. She moved back in. We're closer now than we've ever been. And I was like, so what about the whole kind of like abusive situation? He's like, I actually, number one, he saw not that it was his fault, but there were unresolved attachment wounds from his father's abuse when he was younger. He had the tools to heal those. And when he held, he healed the, that younger part of himself, energetically, he didn't walk around expecting to get perpetrated on. His energy shifted. He stopped seeing himself as a victim. And when she, her, her emotions would start to climb and she would start to get dysregulated, <coughs> he knew exactly how to shift the misunderstandings he was living with in that moment and to dismantle the conflict and to repair a misattunement, all of which were skills he never learned growing up. He just mastered the frameworks and his relationship completely changed. And now he feels armed to take on a life with this person because he knows that whatever comes up, which conflicts and challenges are going to come up, FYI, you're going to get triggered. You're not going to have a triggerless relationship. It won't be fun at all. Uh, but what do you do with yourself when that happens? He learned how to become trigger proof. He cleared his misunderstandings and transformed his relationship. Number two was clearing the misunderstandings and healing the context rather than talking about content every week. If you don't get this right, you're going to go to a therapist every week, constantly talking the same content. Week after week, same content. At some point, you got to go, all right, it's not about what it's about. There's something deeper here, and I really need to find that out, and, and I want to take ownership, which is number three, is taking action on healing the attachment wounds. Everybody who we've worked with who have successfully created a secure relationship, which Jason just did with his current, with his wife that he was about to divorce, and Vanessa did after she divorced. So it's not should I stay? Should I go? Either way, 
the direction you're wanting to go is the one that's going to move you toward a secure relationship. By shifting your internal game, you could possibly create it with the people that you're with. Or if that's not a match, you're able to lovingly uncouple without drama, especially if you have kids. I want you to think of it this way. You're going to end up being at their, you're going to end up being at their um, uh, wedding. Okay. Let's say you have a kid kid together and you're going through a divorce and you're going through some challenges. One of the things that I really want to remind you, we remind all our clients is, look, you and your partner are going to be at that kid's um, head table at their wedding. So are you going to create a shitty environment for your kid's wedding? Are you going to be that parent, those types of parents, or do you want to create a magical experience? So it really is evolved, involved with taking ownership, taking action, excuse me, and healing your attachment wounds. That's number three. And number four, you the people who created these secure relationships, number three, they took action to heal their attachment wounds. Number four is they took responsibility to shift who they were. Let me say that last one again. They took responsibility to shift who they were. In other words, if you haven't had a secure relationship just yet, consider the possibility that you must start uh, you must start taking responsibility for adopting a brand new identity. So, for example, me right now, I am a monogamous uh, husband in a relationship that's secure, and I'm a father that's working at becoming the most present dad possible. Now, this version of me that you're seeing didn't exist, did not exist a few years ago. In other words, I had to invest in a new, first of all, I had to, uh, I was at rock bottom, <laughs> and I had to create a new possibility. Instead of thinking in my fixed mindset, I had to create a growth mindset and say, no, this is possible. I'm going to invest in mentors, in guides to help me make this possible, number one. Number two, I cleared all the misunderstandings that I had about myself, all of the self-blame, the self-hatred, all of the uh, judgment, abandonment, blame, and shame that I was doing to myself. I had to really create a healthier context for myself and clear these misunderstandings. The biggest misunderstanding you might have is if you didn't have the training to have a secure relationship and you didn't actually work at it and practice and get uncomfortable and face your shit and tell the truth and have somebody who gives a shit hold a mirror to your face and hold you accountable, then you're just going to choose familiar comfort, right? So I cleared those misunderstandings. I didn't need to find little tactics of what to say and communication bullshit. I just, I had to, clear a misunderstanding. I took action. I healed my attachment wounds. I moved in with my parents and I used every trigger to go inside and just become the most heart-centered, loving son without abandoning himself. So I didn't just kind of cave. I stood my ground. I spoke my, I found my voice at the age of 43. I'm embarrassed to say, but some of you, some of us don't, you know, uh, some of us don't even get past that even in our 50s and 60s. We're still under the thumb of mommy or daddy. But as a Persian male growing up with a very high value on family and wanting to, uh, you know, make my father proud and all that stuff, guilty is charged. This is basically what, you know, what, what it was. And so I, I had to take responsibility to shift to a new identity. One here it is. I want you to write this one down. I am a safe container where secure relationships can thrive. I want you to try that one on right now. I'm a safe container. Why do I say container? Well, because you're probably 90, you're 99.9999999999% empty space. That's what you are. You are empty space right now. Okay. Beautiful, Nina. That's awesome. Um, you're empty space right now. So you're a container. So you want to take on the identity that I am a safe container where secure relationships can thrive. You must take on that identity. If, the, if that doesn't feel right when you try it on, you're not alone. Many people feel the same as you. 
but for God's sakes, do something about it. Make the change to actually transform that. So what we have actually, this is a, a really neat thing in this community that um, put together by uh, the Heal Thyself tribe. I just l l put the link in the comment section there for you. Is that every month I have a two hour relationship. It's called recreating relationship um, Zoom call. And it's two hours long where I, it's, it's a private Zoom call and you must, here's the key, you must have your video on. You can't hide from it. We're talking about intimacy. And we go through the basics and fundamentals of recreating a secure relationship. It's basically how it is. And there, that is, it only works out. It's like a monthly membership now. We're creating this. It's an exciting thing for this community that I've partnered up with another one. And it only, the investment for it is only, I think, I believe it's 29 or 39 AUD, 39 Australian dollars. It's in Aussie dollars. That's fine. Which works out to around 27 US dollars, 35, 36 Canadian dollars per month for this two hour workshop. I'm dropping a link right there. Um, just speaking these words, thank you for that mantra in this release. Yes, absolutely, Melissa. I'm grateful to be able to contribute to you for that. Um, definitely jump in and be part of this conversation. Here's the other thing that I wanted to invite you to as well. This is a non-negotiable that you got to come to. We have, uh, how do you begin the process? How do you begin the journey? Uh, we have a container called the Breathwork and Badassery. Click on that link and join us. This is a three-hour Zoom call where I walk you through an inner child meditation, the little insignificant part of you, the little forgotten one that wasn't seen and heard by parents that were unconscious, doing the best that they could, and then followed by an integration into breathwork, which helps you move and release some emotions through the body with my online tribe. These are my clients that my private clients that we work with. We open the doors every month, uh, once a month, and that's 67 US per month, but we actually go into the work. We go actually in and we integrate all of that. So I leaving a, a, a link for that one, Alyssa, I know you wanted to jump in. You can't miss, just sign up for all of them. Expose yourself invest. Here's the other part. Uh, we have a lot of people applying. Uh, the application to work with us is there. People apply. And what happens is um, you fill out an application. And unfortunately, we can't, we deny applications for people that aren't really invested in a solution. We can only work with those one-on-one. -on -one. There's a ton of free content. But if you're wanting help from us, you got to be actually willing to have put some skin in the game. So there has to be some level of investment because when you jump into our community, it's a protective, it's protected and safe container. It's not just free for everybody. It's not a free for all. We have applications for you to come and work with us because we want to make sure that whatever challenges that you're coming in with, we can actually help you. And that you sharing what you're going through is going to be a contribution, not just to yourself, but to everyone, because the sharing is where the magic happens. It's not Nima the guru saving you. This is about you finding ways of solving things yourself, you becoming a self-healer. And we require community in order to happen, for, for this to happen. But we don't just open it up to just anyone. We have an application process, and you got to be willing to actually invest. You don't want to be in a community of people which is available to just anyone, do you? You don't want to be sharing your really private stuff that's vulnerable uh, with, with, with a community of people that just really aren't involved in a bigger game, in a bigger possibility. And at the end of the day, it's really important for you to surround yourself with people who are working towards a greater possibility. Why is that? Well, they had this 10 second barrier in the 100 meter sprint for, for 70 years. For 70 years, uh, they basically said it's impossible to run the 100, 100, kilometer, 100 meters in under 10 seconds. And so nobody did it, right? But then when one person did it, now 
anyone, amateurs, collegiate athletes, not just professionals, but most runners, if you don't do it in under 10 seconds, you're not really considered because, you know, it's now like, it's now the norm. It's now standard. But what happened in 70 years, 70 years ago, this was not possible. What happened? What was different? Well, once you broke the barrier, the expectation changed for humans. Instead of saying it's not possible, they now say it's possible. Then they started asking themselves better questions. How can I do this? Which made it more possible for them to achieve. How can I do this? How may that may this happen? Instead of it's not possible, it's possible. How can I? So you start asking better questions and you start getting better answers and possibility starts to expand. That's why it's so important for you to be surrounded by a conversation and guides, not gurus, guides that guide you back to yourself, that lead communities which are talking and communicating about possibility and creating safety and security from within. First, not playing the blame game, not pointing fingers, but actually going inside and learning. I invite you to join us. Do you do shadow work integration? 80% of what we do is shadow work. I call it dancing with your dark passenger. Yes, Nina, this is all my integration of shadow work, this is cognitive-based work and body-based work. And it's uncomfortable, but it works. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So two things. Sign up for the, that. Oh, by the way, uh, for the uh, relationship workshop, the first month is only $1. That's how they're doing it. They just want you to expose yourself and come show up, but you got to be willing to have your camera on. And uh, just it's a monthly and it's a monthly kind of subscription and you get access to not just me and this group uh, of the Heal Thyself tribe, but also some hot seat Q&A that you can get my assistance in all for the purpose of walking you up that mountain to creating a secure relationship. This, this video was really about giving you an idea of what's possible. If anything, I just want to help you stretch what's possible for you. If I can do it, then you can do it. It's like the hair club for men. Not only am I <laughs> the president, I'm also a client. In other words, everything that I'm teaching you is the medicine that I needed. And I love teaching you how to become your own medicine, creating safety in your body and then becoming the safe container where secure relationships can thrive. It can happen if you're willing to do the work. And I'm also going to leave, if you're ready to actually do it, I'm going to leave you a link here, discovery, you want to hop on a call, and you're ready to get to work, that link there, uh, just fill out an application. And tell me where you're at, where you'd love to be in the next 90 days. And uh, what's in the way, based on what we just shared, what's in the way of this secure relationship. So you have some references there. No, um, click on those links. Let me know what was most relevant for you. Share in the comment section. And also, if you know people that need to be in this community, invite them in and tell them why they should be here. We'll see you at the next perfect time.